Crystal heating networks are some rather expensive pieces of infrastructure, and we would of course all like our piece of infrastructure to last as long as possible. So managers of district heating networks all over the world focus very much on how to maintain and secure this network. Because when the pipes are in the ground, there's not much you can do about it, but you can control and you can operate the best way. Today we will fly high and low and understand how the Copenhagen District, Comp District Heating Company of four has benefited from monitoring their networks from above with a drone and also get to understand what drone surveying of district heating network is really about and why many district heating companies use this technology. Welcome to Danish Board of District Heating's District Heating Postcards. In this series of podcasts, we invite experts from the industry to highlight important and current developments in our industry. The goal is to share knowledge, to inspire, and maybe also to provoke a bit, to give insights. This is the DBD8 District Heating Podcast, and I'm Morten Jord Dudale. With me today, I have two colleagues who have specialized in serving surveying district heating networks. First, we have Bo Jensen Müller, who is heading the operation of the district heating network in Copenhagen for the Copenhagen district heating company called Hofor. I guess this is the largest district heating company in Denmark, providing heat to nearly 100% of all buildings in Copenhagen. Hello, Bo. Nice to meet you. Hi, Morten. Nice to meet Hi. you. Thank you. And then we have Sune Nielsen, who is the inventor and also managing director of Drone Systems. I understand that Drone Systems has developed a software that makes drone surveys relevant and a highly valuable option for many district heating companies who are eager to survey the network, optimize on the maintenance, etc. Sune, welcome to you and a warm welcome to both of you. Thank you, Morten. As you know from previous podcast, I'm not the technician here. So I look very much forward to learn what these drones actually do, why it's a good idea. And even more, I look forward to understanding what HUFO is doing. So warm it is. Today, if you saw the picture of us, you'll see us all sweating. We're sitting here in Copenhagen and it's nearly 30 degrees outside. We almost start looking forward to the time of the year where district heating is needed. But let's get flying now. So first, we need to give me and you, my dear listeners, a better idea of um, who our experts today are. Bo, maybe you'll start by sharing a few details about your role and the district heating system in Copenhagen, and a few words on why you chose drones to check your network. Please, Bo. Yeah, thank you. Um, I am uh, the head of grid operation and uh, maintenance of the lines, components, and underground constructions in uh, Copenhagen. And I've been in uh, this business for almost uh, four years. And my education background is uh, marine engineer originally. 
Um, we operate here in uh, in my city, as I call it, uh, f- about 1,500 kilometers double line uh, with the diameters from 18 to 700 millimeters. So uh, we have all the small ones and we have the big ones and a lot of water uh, circulating. Main tasks are preventive maintenance and corrective maintenance. Um, we have uh, uh, occasionally we we uh, have leaks and uh, we have to uh, move instantly to to fix them. And um, at uh, other things, we connect and disconnect new customers and old customers, houses who are going to be tear down and new ones, and uh, we build new lines to um, instead of the old ones who are weird out we are about uh, we have about um, 34,000 heat meters in the city and, and uh, approximately uh, i think uh, 500,000 customers in greater copenhagen we like to work with the condition based maintenance but uh, it's uh, very difficult to uh, work with uh, precise uh, condition-based uh, and get an overview of the condition of all the lines since everything is uh, under the soil, put down on the ground, and it's uh, quite difficult to, to look at it. But we have uh, several methods to um, to get uh, a good um, idea of uh, what the conditions are, and one of them is thermal photos. Soon, it's your turn. Yes, yeah. well, uh, I'll just do a brief introduction. Um, my name is Sune. Uh, I am not, as you said, Morten, I'm not the the managing director. I'm, I'm one of the co-founders of Drone Systems. We started back in 2015. Um, as of now, I'm responsible for, well, I have this fancy title called COO, Chief of Operations. Um, but in a in a company our size, you need to wear a lot of hats. So one one title is hardly enough. Um, <laughs> we as but as I said, we started in 2015, and we fly with drones. But the funny thing about it is that the drones are less important. What what is actually interesting is the sensor you mount uh, under the drone. So drones comes in a variety of sizes at different speeds. We like to say that a drone is actually just a very long selfie rod because it's just it's just a tool. But what is important is the data you collect and collecting the data under the right conditions. Um, and the ones we've been flying with at four are have, they weigh around ten kilos and are, have a, diame- a diameter of hundred and forty centimeters. So it's not the the small everyday uh, hobby drone. It, it, it's it's quite specialized. Uh, Maybe not the drone itself, but the payload is is uh, is a rather uh, complicated piece of hardware. Um, yeah. And um, just to, how it all started, um, I've been flying drones on a hobby based, uh, well, as a hobby for two years, from thirteen to fifteen, and then during a course of, I was my education as a structural engineer. We had uh, a course of heat loss calculations where we were using thermal cameras. And um, 
I thought the combination was interesting and my good friend Henrik was working with reconnaissance data from F-16 uh, military planes. So he was the software guy and had the, he knew how to present uh, aerial imagery uh, combined with a map, which is essentially what we do. Um, and then we had a beer over a, a football match and Tottenham lost uh, big time. So the football <laughs> match became uninteresting. And then we started talking, just very classical drawing on napkins, talking this could be interesting. Uh, and then a case of uh, slightly random events led to me. Uh, I had my uh, internal uh, pra practice, what it's called, practique, what internship. is the name for it? Internship at a small uh, district teaching company. My hydraulics teacher was running with the, one of the board members uh, from that, and that's where the coincidence come in. He knew one of the board members and they were talking and knew that I was flying drones and thermography. And that's actually how it all started. And then I had my internship at uh, this rather small district heating plant and actually got a lot of time allocated for developing the drone platform, the cameras, etc. And we started doing the, the web platform as well. And then everything has been a green growth, organic growth from back in May 15 until now. And we're five, six full-time employees now. And yeah, uh, we're pretty good at what we do and uh, we like what we do. So uh, that's, that's mm -hmm. a good combination. And I, 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 I understand you are somewhat a, somewhat a first mover in this industry. You're the first to be out there. And that's also... I've invited you for two reasons. One, you support Hofor, the case story we have today with, with, with drone surveying. But you also kind of represent the entire industry. So we, we would also like you to cover the whole idea of drone surveying and what it can do and so on. And be somewhat specific on your own. Um, company drone systems, but also represent the, the industry um, in different ways. I hope you're okay with that. Absolutely. Uh, we, with regards to being first movers, uh, we're not the only ones. And the thermography within district heating is by no means a new type of uh, not of uh, a method to find leaks. But the combination of the the uncooled, a bit technical, uncooled uh, thermal sensors, which are small and lightweight, uh, combined with the use of a drone, is rather new. Before we started, there was the traditional uh, using of a car with a camera on, mounted on the roof, or by using flying a larger sensor <clears throat> from an aeroplane. Mm. So we move away from the streets, but and reduce the altitude of the plane, and we have a perpendicular view to the to the ground and we can cover all the pipes and get a high resolution image uh, and cover all areas which gives a very good basis for a for a good analysis and innovation is um, um, it's not for me and I, but i can't remember who said it innovation is take what you know and combine it in a new way and then you are innovative and first mover. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah Let's stay with the first mover one. It sounds a little okay. bit more nice and um, um, and like you have done something fantastic. Paul, you use the technology and um, I understand you're quite happy about it. Can you go through um, 
what did before or the Copenhagen district heating um, system do? And what were the results that came out of that? What was complicated? Tell us um, maybe, yeah, from day one when you started flying and the pilots came in and you got the results and what are mm -hmm. the results and what are the effect of all that? I think that's what everybody likes to know from, can I say experienced yeah. person from mm -hmm. um, Copenhagen? Yeah. Uh, yes, we... Um... We uh, was in the um, in the mood of thinking of how to uh, to get a idea of uh, the condition of our our grid and um, as I said we we have uh, several uh, type of uh, of pipes some of the pipes you have the uh, built-in threads in the insulation so you can uh, you can measure if there's uh, um, some vapor, resistance, yes, water in, in it. But uh, in the um, area north of Copenhagen, uh, there's uh, a lot of uh, ordinary houses uh, with small pipes, and there are no um, lines, no. Um, indicators uh, in building the lines so so therefore uh, the thermal pictures from above was a very good idea so uh, we uh, started to look around uh, who can do that and uh, we found the drone systems and uh, i called and talked to uh, i think it was sooner yeah i and, remember uh, that call mm -hmm, yeah and uh, it sounded good, and uh, I was satisfied with the with the, the talk we had. So uh, we we thought uh, let's try it. So um, we uh, ordered a, a flight over the uh, area, and was uh, quite excited to uh, what will we what would we find and uh, what was the uh, water loss, uh, so we couldn't. Uh, Calculate some economy. Is it uh, was a, a a regular cost benefit uh, on it? Uh, yeah. So uh, we did that and uh, got some um, quite nice photos with a lot of uh, light spots. Um, and um, the other uh, issue is that. Um, when you have with the um, one family houses uh, are working with them, a lot of the grid is in the gardens, in the backyards and in the, between roses and apple trees and everything, uh, uh, not an, uh, actually uh, in the road and uh, the sidewalk. So uh, um, that was another benefit with uh, with the drone that you can lift up and go in and uh, look down in all the gardens uh, to uh, to see what's going on. And uh, we we uh, as soon as said the thermal um, pictures is not a new invention. So we have some handheld uh, devices. But uh, we can only use them in the sidewalks and in the streets. So, so there was a whole new world opened up in the, all the gardens, 
uh, and uh, we found out um, there was quite a lot of leaks. So, um, yeah, long story short, we we uh, picked out some uh, some of them, uh, dug down, uh, take up uh, the pipes and and uh, fix them and. Um, have some guesses of water losses and calculated some uh, some heat loss. Uh, you 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 both uh, lose uh, lose uh, heat and water. So uh, we calculated and then was uh, it was a good result. So so we um, decided to go on with the um, with the uh, method. So. Um, yeah, that was uh, how it started. Mm-hmm. Good. But sooner, we are in a podcast. We can't see anything. But what is it we see when when the drone flies, and the immediate result is a map and some light spots, if and hopefully not too many. What is it we actually see here? Can you explain that to the listener so we can yeah, get a yeah. mental picture? I think everybody knows a classic thermal image with a uh, orange, white, dark purple, black uh, color scheme. Um, what it really is is the sensor has a a, a sensor panel with a various number of, of pixels. Each pixel registers the uh, long-range thermal radiation, the heat radiation emitted from all surfaces. We can see through windows. We can't see into the ground. We can only measure uh, surface temperatures. And then each intensity of the radiation registered by each pixel is is calculated to a temperature. And each temperature is given a color. So if you have a picture where the temperatures span from minus 5 degrees to plus 20 degrees, then you set the minus 5 to let's say black and then the the hottest pixel is then given the the top range of the color palette you're using and that's actually how it's a representation it's a representation of the uh, intensity of the heat radiation you see converted to colors so um it's quite nice actually um <laughs> it's a bit it's cheating but uh, but it it's a, it's a really effective way to, to visualize where, where and that's what Bo mentioned. The the white spots is typically when we use this. It's called the iron palette. Uh, the color scheme for it's it's very friendly for uh, district heating purpose. Um, and white is not good because white is equal to a heat propagation on the surface, which is hotter than the surrounding areas, which often indicates a leak. So. But there are a lot of white spots around the city. If you fly, there's a lot of thermal noise um, mm. in, in Copenhagen, narrow streets, a lot of cars, buses. People don't go to sleep at 8 o'clock in Copenhagen when we fly other places. We have the entire city for ourselves. I should probably mention we fly at night because the temperature uh, temperatures are best. We don't want direct sunlight. And due to safety purposes, we don't want a lot of people uh, in the streets. So, in order to do a proper analysis of all these white spots, which there are a lot of in Copenhagen, you need to correlate or combine the 
digital pipe registration from before with what you see in the image because it can be electrical, it can be steam, it can be how it can be a outside bath. There are a lot of uh, heat signatures uh, which can be misinterpreted. So when you combine the the mosaic, when we combine all the images into a map, then we can place the map and then. Uh, on the computer, I'm talking about doing this on the computer, and then you place the grid, grid registration on top, and then you have, often we can see the pipes in the ground on the thermal images because there's always a slight heat loss from, it's it's rather hot, the water in the pipes. Um, so in that way, you can, uh, you can get rid of all the not relevant uh, heat signatures. So and there is a chance because you combine the, the registration of the temperature on the surface with where the pipes is. And if they correlate, so you have a hotspot on top of a pipe, there's a very good chance it comes from the district heating pipe. Yes, there is. And then you have a lot of uh, like branch connections, reductions, uh, bends. There are a lot of of typical places on the district heating grid where the the leaks often tend to to be from all the contraction extraction when the heat rises and falls every the metal in the pipes works and during this time some of the uh, weldings often get tired if that's the right word to use <laughs> and it's not always the old pipes that are uh, where we see the the largest frequency of uh, of errors or leaks um, it it can also be new pipes oh now you yep. get that image from sooner and, and you know pretty much where your pipes are and then you go on what do you do did you, do you, do you dig, dig all the holes and find all the things, or do you only take the bad things, or how do you start the process? I, I mean, when from the, you you did this first time, I know you've done yeah. it several times, but mm-hmm. what what is what is your next action then? Um, yeah, as uh, Sunu told, uh, he goes through all the images and uh, rank them. So there's some A's, some B's, and some C's. Uh, um, and uh, the A's is the worst ones. Um, so uh, usually we start to to um, screen the A ones to see uh, if there's um, some water loss that is... Uh, um, not uh, that's taking place in in, in bad spots uh, near buildings or uh, near um, um, where you can uh, do harm to other things, and uh, then we fix them first. So uh, we rank them uh, as um, after the criticality, if you can mm. say that. Yeah. yeah. And the worse um, they look, the sooner you react to them. Yeah. You can say that, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. and then the rest. And then we then we try have, to yeah. Then Fine. then we try to um, to uh, put them in uh, areas. So our 
guys with the with the shovel and the and the digging machine and the welders uh, are operating in the near same area so we can do uh, maybe three four five uh, errors in 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 uh, the same area so they they don't have to move all the machines uh, on the, the through the city so um, so that's another uh, issue we we have in mind when we plan the the fixing. It's it's also a selling point for us to do the to do the uh, the maintenance. You can plan your maintenance and you can mm. actually put put your uh, the maintenance in tender. I know who, who forced on that, so they can get some better prices on the entrepreneurs because. They can plan each section, and they can shut down a section uh, of the grid in a in a in, in a time frame. It makes sense. Um, so so uh, mm. that it's it's a smart tool also for, but it's 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 a snapshot of the grid. I mean, one day we can fly, and two days later there can be another hole. So it's, I mean. It's a yearly, well, actually, her force grid is divided into three parts. So Bo gets uh, one section flown every year on a three-year basis. So, Bo, um, you started out quite successful. I um, I would like you, and I understand that is created value because you are definitely, um, I understand, going to continue with the drone surveys. Um, tell us a little bit about what your expectation to the future is. But if you could, do you have any indication of um, how much money you saved, how much water you saved? Some more, you know, precise measure of the benefits. Do you have that? Yeah. Um, yes, we have. Uh, we are very satisfied with the drone system and uh, and what they deliver. Uh, actually, we we made a new agreement, a three-year agreement with drone systems, with the um, possibility to exchange, uh, extend it uh, one year three times. So it's quite quite a long um, mm-hmm. agreement. So uh, and um, and the uh, the new uh, user interface. That was uh, introduced uh, last year. Was it last year and this year? Yeah, I don't remember. Last, yeah, yeah, last, last year, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is um, it is uh, really improved. So uh, with the uh, result and data, uh, we are um, we are able to have a even better workflow with the um, with the, uh, the history. Uh, and uh, so we can we can go back and see what uh, we have done and and uh, my uh, guys who uh, work on the grid uh, can see what the other guys are doing and and uh, who did what when so um it's um it's been uh, it's been uh, really uh, improved and as uh, soon uh, said, we fly. We have uh, divided the Copenhagen city up in uh, three parts, and uh, fly every year one part. So every third year, we have uh, completely new uh, images of of the whole city. 
So, um, but uh, again, as uh, you said, soon uh, um, it's it's uh, it can change uh, any minute. So, uh, mm. so if you have uh, pictures or images that are six months old, uh, you can you can uh, not uh, guarantee that uh, there's no uh, leaks. So um, the holes don't they don't disappear at least the ones we do find no. so they will be there. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So um, we and then um, you can ask uh, what have we uh, saved? Um, I I cannot. Uh, we have saved a little uh, bit of water loss, but um, I think you have to uh, turn a little bit around and say if we have. Um, if we do nothing, it would have been uh, it would have been much worse. So uh, we are uh, we have um, not uh, as many um, uh, what do you call it? We cannot we cannot uh, fix all the holes as fast as we would. Because uh, all the uh, entrepreneurs who are digging for us, they are they are low at uh, qualified people, and uh, and uh, now we cannot get uh, materials, all the pipes and all the components. Uh, they are they are a lot of uh, delivery time. There's a long delivery time on on new pipes, and so so we are behind. And uh, that's why the water loss is, is not uh, going down as fast as it could. Mm. But um, we are finding a lot of holes, and every time we dig, uh, I think it's uh, 90 or 95% heat rate uh, okay. with all that. So uh, we save a lot of money because we dig uh, the right spot first time. Oh yeah, yeah, that's also of course. Yeah. Um, so it's not one little thing or one big thing that gives all the value. It's a lot of different things that yeah, add up to it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then of course also the general rule, you need to maintain your network and there are different mm-hmm. ways of doing this. And this is clear, drone surveying is clearly a way that adds value. I guess sooner mm-hmm. you have a comment now. Boom mentioned uh, the pl- platform. Uh, I should probably just quickly touch upon uh, all the results uh, are presented to the customers in a web platform where they can see their pipe registration, all their components, uh, the thermal mosaic, which is a, a map created on a lot of thermal images uh, stitched together. And then there are point of interest markers representing either a leak, a starting leak, a component with excessive heat loss, etc. Um, and that's the platform. I mean, it's the days are over with PDF reports or paper reports. It's it's an interactive platform, and as both said, they can change status, move things around, compare to prior earlier years of data. They can create markers themselves and do temperature measurements, etc. So that's. Yeah, and that was updated last year, which was uh, quite nice. And and another thing about what you can get out of the thermal data is um, we can also identify we can because the precision on the maps are so getting so good that if you see a thermal signature of a branch pipe, for example, entering the house on the northern side, 
and we can see on the thermal images that it's actually on the eastern side, then you can correct the digital pipe registration. Uh, you can update it based on the thermal maps. And you can also locate, it's not every, and a lot of uh, district heating companies outside Denmark don't necessarily even have the paper drawings. Mm. Um, so it's it's a quite effective tool to, to also identify where your, your pipes actually are on the ground. Uh, and you can also identify upcoming leaks. It's a bit more on the preventive side. Uh, for example, a branch with a muff, you know, where mm. you you weld together three three connections. If water enters, the heat signature has a significant characteristics, and um, and you can do the renovation of of a heat signature like that without uh, shutting off the the water supply. Um, but Bose network is is very large, um, and uh, as as he just said, they're a bit behind because of the de- delivery time. So, but some clients are privileged enough to have the time to 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 dig into stuff like that. Uh, mm. Before we round off on on this podcast, um, Bo. What is the yeah. next thing you expect on drones and from soon? What is what is the next level of um, of benefits you would like him to come out with? We can challenge him a bit here, I guess. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I think uh, it's um, it's a very good system. We, we uh, as I told. Uh, before we have a really high hit rate and uh, and and good images, so um, and we have a, a really good uh, combination of uh, our uh, uh, our pipes and their how they are geographically in the in the ground. Um, so. When when you have uh, the combination of uh, good images and precise documentation of where our pipe is placed, uh, we have a really good tool, and uh, I think uh, it's um, it's really good now. It's um, I have difficulties in in seeing how um, big improvements. Uh, is uh, going to happen so uh, okay uh, it it's it's um i think it's good as it is okay i i was hoping a little bit we could give him a challenge and then talk to bo in a year or two from now and see um <laughs> but uh, if can i say a few things more about the future um Yes, a few things. I'll ask expect, you one last expectations. question. Yeah, and then I'll ask you one question about your international work as well. Okay. So the well, future um, first. Yeah, well, like all new technologies, I was just looking at something called the Red Flag Act when the first car started driving in the um, mid-1800s, where you had a man with a red flag walking in front of the car because now here comes a dangerous vehicle. So. All new technology takes time to get. Now we accept several people getting killed every day in the traffic. It's it's part of uh, what we do, um, and a lot of things has happened. We've been through three different uh, legislation, drone legislation, in Denmark since we started, and now finally we have a harmonized European uh, rule set, which means that if you can fly in Denmark, you can fly in all other European countries. That opens up for a 
another type of flying. Right now we have to, it's a drone in a leash because we have to see the drone all the time. But with the new rules, we're moving to a point where we can fly this, what's called BV loss, beyond visual line of sight. And that's really when you release the potential of the drones because you can actually stay outside of Copenhagen, take off with a drone and send it in and it can start mapping and come back. And if you move a decade further, we can sit in Aarhus and we can send one of our drones that can fly for days <laughs> to Copenhagen. I mean, the whole technology is evolving so fast that what's really... Uh, I wouldn't say it's 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 slowing us. Well, it is slowing us down. It's the 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 safety we have to work with the man traffic. So we're building on top uh, and getting smarter and getting. We're being allowed to fly in more. Uh, we have to trust the equipment and the safety procedures because all the rules are there, so people won't get hurt, which is totally understandable. Uh, and people flying around with the. Passengers in the planes are not taking security lightly or safety. And we have to respect that and adapt into that environment, um, which is a long process. Sure. One comment from my side, I, I wanted to have that confirmed, but I understand it's just a few. One thing we didn't cross and or talk about is when you know where the pipes are in the ground and you have your maps, you actually plan the whole route first, and then you, I'm joking, you press play, and then the drone flies by itself along the roads, and the pilot is there to make sure that it all goes well. So it's not like the pilot is controlling everything um, um, and making sure, and we don't have the risk of him um, being disturbed by something and then looking away and then the flow drone is off or anything. No, it's all it's, programmed beforehand. Yes, it is. Yeah. And every obstacle in the air is registered and we fly around and uh, safety is, of course, a big concern when you're flying above Copenhagen. Um, yeah. But yes, the digital pipe registration is imported into some mission planner software and then we plan the routes so we cover every meter of, of the pipes uh, in the ground. So we, I mean, of course, some pipes go under buildings, etc. Um, mm. There are a very small percentage that we don't have a line of sight from the drone to the pipes, but in general we supply, or the drones make it possible to supply 100% coverage. And a little bit about your international experience. It has to be short. We're running out of time. Mm. Yeah, we we do jobs abroad in a variety of countries where we Actually, a lot of them has come through your organization, Morten. The, the mm -hmm. context, uh, the the um, telling uh, people abroad how, how cool Danish district teaching technology is. Uh, and then we, we team up with a local drone partner. Uh, they do the data collection and we do the analysis and then we, we, we do the handover. And it, it, it's a, a focus in our uh, business model for the next years to to get more traction in the, in, in the Germany, Finland, uh, Poland. There are a lot of, of district heating uh, pipes in the ground in the Eastern European countries, the old socialist countries. Russia is not very relevant at the moment, but uh, China has a lot of district heating as well. Uh, and they have some pretty severe problems with their uh, 
water laws because they've never really maintained their networks. Um, but I guess that's another talk. Um, it is. Good. I would um, soon thank you both. I think it has been really interesting. I think that, well, first the focus on maintaining your pipes and knowing what to do, and that has also an, an impact in the overall green agenda. Um, we have learned you can save a lot of water, you can save money by um, using these storm systems. Um, we have, um, we have, um, not heard about the funny stories about what happens when people when you fly by people's windows. I think we'll move that discussion to the LinkedIn part of these podcasts, but because of course our um, pod podcast will be published on all the usual podcast channels on our the Danish Board of District Heating website and of course on LinkedIn. And maybe we could there um, just um, write a few comments on what happens and people can learn a little bit more there. So, Bo, thank you for sharing your long experience and your your good experience with drone systems. And thank you to you, Sona, to provide both some a little bit of international perspective, but also some of the more um, technical issues. I hope um, my listeners will like this podcast. And should they have questions or comments, we are all available, either directly through me or um, on LinkedIn. And in a few days, it will all be published there. Bo, soon. thank you very much. Thank you, Mort. Yo. Yeah, thank you. You're pleasure. welcome.